don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on the Social Minds podcast. I had the wiretaps that were in the film leaked, quote unquote. We sat down with Alexa Diaz, the global creative marketing manager at Netflix. As well as asking her what shows we should be binging to pass the time in lockdown, we spoke to her today about her approach to entertainment marketing and what their show promotion can teach us all about knowing your audience. Yes, as someone who works for one of the biggest entertainment brands in the world, many of us will naturally want to know about Alexa's approach to show promotion. Fortunately, our conversation did not disappoint with actionable advice on tapping into your audience and taking less obvious routes on social. In this podcast, we spoke about tapping into the power of Swifties and Arianators, why you shouldn't underestimate the power of Tumblr, and the benefits of strategically leaking clips on Reddit. Remember, if you enjoyed what Alexa had to say in this episode, then make sure you leave us a review or let us know what you thought in the Social Minds Facebook group. It's all about collaboration. They know their audiences inside and out. All this and more coming up. What is your approach to entertainment promotion and what can it teach brands about knowing their audience? Yeah, Theo, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Um, So the question was, what is your approach to entertainment marketing and what can that teach us about knowing your audience? So really my personal approach is being able to connect an audience with the right story that they're going to love and really become the best ambassadors for. You know, the reality is like we're all marketers here and we're in the business of people and storytelling and being able to um, connect with people, right? So audiences and understanding that audience strategy, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to really get your entertainment marketing campaign in a place that feels um, connective. I think in general, audiences today are super complex and multifaceted. So you do start with your messaging, but it's really about where is the audience? How can you make sure that you're bringing the message to the audience where they're at? Right. And that can be on social, that can be traditional marketing, but it's really about connecting the two. Mm. And Alexa, so your role in particular encompasses absolutely everything, which is something I find interesting. So you you go over everything from social to your creative and then out of home. What would you say are the like, advantages of working that way and approaching your marketing campaigns with that full 360 view? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I have a fortunate position at Netflix where I do get to lead my title campaigns. And as you mentioned, it is really inclusive of title strategy, creative assets like the trailer, key art, TV spots and media, um, and also being able to drive our social strategy. So for me, that holistic 360 view gives you the opportunity to create a more cohesive, intentional, impactful campaign. Um, I like to visualize it as a story arc, right? I'm able to see how each piece builds um, and it feels more as 
like a storyline where all the marketing beats talk to each other and build on each other. Do you find it that the work is better for that reason? Because, you know, it, it differs obviously by brand, but some people have like, you know, the, the social teams and then like this team only does TV and this team only does outdoor. I mean, do you find it easier or harder or like the work is better when you're viewing it in that way altogether? I, I think the work is better. I think when you're able to bring all of those um, disciplines together, um, I, I think you just make a more impactful campaign, in my opinion. Um, I think all of those pieces need to work together in order to really um, make noise in a time where there's a lot of content out there, right? So how do you make your entertainment marketing campaign say something? How do you make it drive conversation? How do you make it um, feel impactful and important? And I think part of having that 360 view, working with cross-functional partners like publicity and really like bringing all of that in together um, and aligning all together on messaging and strategy it just makes it just makes for a better campaign. In terms of um, the campaigns you worked on, the integrated marketing campaigns, Alexa, what have some of them looked like from pre-launch to launch? And as a sort of secondary point, how do you manage the reaction that comes on from social? Yeah, that's a great question. So, from pre-launch to launch, and and what I'll say is that every campaign is different, right? <laughs> and you'll probably hear that a lot um, as an answer, but but every campaign needs to be tailored depending on the content strategy, depending on, you know, again, like what is your entertainment strategy? Um, but in particular, I can give an example of the Ariana Grande campaign that I actually just worked on in December, which was Excuse Me, I Love You. And for that particular campaign, we worked really, really closely with Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun Productions. Um, and we were able to work with their team, which is Ariana Grande's team, and come up with a fan first strategy. I mean, she knows her fans best. And so we really wanted to be additive to that. And what we ended up coming up with was we wanted to do a three-day blitz strategy, which is not typical, right, if you think about like traditional theatrical, right, which have longer longer uh, lead times. What we wanted to do was make it short, make it impactful, lean into how she speaks to her audience. And so we had the teaser, the trailer, um, and the key art, we had it all go out. So those are all traditional marketing beats, but we had it go out in such a short span because we wanted to create this large moment for her fans, for the Arianators. Um, and it, it was, it worked. It was really impactful. Uh, we definitely saw on Twitter that it was trending on Twitter. We saw a great response from her fans um, from a talent relations standpoint, the team was really happy. And again, like that is, that's not a typical way of coming up with like a strategy campaign rollout, but it was what was impactful for that particular campaign. And a lot of that was leaning into social, right? Ariana has a huge community on, on social media and 
what we wanted to do again was really tap into that and be able to bring the traditional marketing beats onto social and um, really get the fans talking about it. Certainly sounds very um, audience specific as well to the fans. Like everybody's got different fans and especially within that talent world, it's, it's going to be different approaches to different kind of people. Yes, that audience strategy is so important. And just wondering how that's changed over time, Alexa, as well, with regards to sort of social and digital word of mouth now. How has it changed the way that entertainment brands like approach show promotion from what it would have been in the past? Yeah, I mean, so word of mouth, like we're all marketers here, right, is marketing 101. And it's it's still king, I would say, in in the industry. Um, it's just it's just evolved into digital word of mouth. And and I think what's great about social is that you're able, one, if you have like a franchise or a series um, or a film franchise, you're able to create a community, right? A community on social, which can become extremely, extremely valuable for a campaign. Two, you're able to connect because of globalization on social, you're able to connect with uh, fans in the UK. You're able to connect with fans in Australia. You're able to connect with fans in Japan, Latin America. And it's been really great to see this evolution of, of entertainment marketing and really becoming more of a global type feel. Like when I go into a campaign, I'm not just thinking about how is this going to resonate in the US, right? I'm thinking about how is someone going to enter this story in Latin America, in the UK, in Japan? Like how are we thinking through the global messaging here? And so it's really, in my opinion, leveled up creativity and strategy. And Alexa, I'm keen to hear more about the work that you've done on these massive like talent-led productions because you spoke obviously about the Ariana Grande documentary, but I know it's not the first one by far that um, you guys have done and not the first time that you've taken this fan-first approach. So can you tell us a little bit about how you guys work with talent and how you're using this fandom culture, especially on social, not just to inform the actual creative and the promotion itself, but making sure that it reaches as far and wide as possible and in the right spots? Yeah, I have been fortunate enough to work on some amazing music documentaries. Um, I'm not going to lie. And essentially, you know, talent relationships are extremely important, right? In my opinion, and the way that I like to work, it's all about collaboration. They know their audiences inside and out, right? So being able to bring in that knowledge with the Netflix brand and the, and the knowledge that we have, it just, it makes for a better, you know, campaign and a better work, work environment, right? To really have that, that collaboration and tapping into fandom and fandom culture. I mean, again, like they have these built in huge communities that are great ambassadors for them and and whatever they they work on and then you know we also have our communities at Netflix and on social and so bringing those two together just it just makes for more conversation it makes for more opportunity 
you know, whenever I think about a music documentary, I think about, okay, let's tap into their fandom and their community and let's see the overlap between their fandom and our Netflix fandom. And then let's tap into the opportunity audience for the both of us, right? All boats rise. Yeah. I'm interested to know as well how you think that logic would apply to any other brands listening that want to speak to their audience in that really dedicated way. But perhaps, you know, not everyone's working with huge artists where the fandom, it's quite clear what they're interested in and like where they go. But in terms of applying that, I guess, to a wider fan base, how would you use that same technique to reach a different kind of audience? Yeah, I think that's that's a very fair question. So I, I have an example campaign. I worked on Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. So this was um, about the U.S. college admission scandal that happened uh, back in 2019. And essentially, there are two audience strategies here. One was the true crime fan, right, that we know would love this type of content, right, in this film, which has that true crime element. And then there was an opportunity audience of college applicants, college students, maybe individuals who had heard about it but weren't too familiar. And so what we were able to do was every marketing beat that we had had an audience strategy behind it and an intention, right? An example of that was the announce. What I ended up doing for the announce was I had the wiretaps that were in the film leaked, quote unquote, (laughs) leaked by us onto Reddit and specific Reddit threads. I mean, we, we literally went on the ACT Reddit thread and leaked a wire wiretap really because we knew that there was an opportunity there of college students and college applicants and people that were taking the ACT. And the response was like amazing. It was like, oh my God, Netflix is on the ACT Reddit thread. I've never seen anything like this before. And then we had, you know, our true crime Reddit threads, which is literally our true crime. (laughs) And we, we had great Reddit partners that really helped us on that. But again, it was, how do you find your audience? How do you speak to them in an authentic way? Right? So it doesn't just feel like another marketing ad. And where are they? Right? Like, where do they live? Where, where do they like to hang out on social and go there? If it's Reddit, and it's a specific thread, how do you tap into that thread? How do you work with that thread creator? If it's Twitter, then go to Twitter. And like, how do you tap into the conversations there? And it might not be either of those platforms. It might be like Tumblr or YouTube, or it's really about audience strategy and then going to where they are. And it, and that could even be uh, an event, which I miss live events. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm, yeah, I miss music concerts. But you know, like it's it's really figuring out like what your messaging and who your audience is going to be and how you get to them authentically. I love that. And I love the fact that Reddit came up in conversation there as well, Alexa, because I think that is such a, you know, this example of leaking content and sort of building up hype there is really an interesting one to delve into. I'm just wondering if you could tell us whatever sort of methods you've found that worked really well for fueling that level of organic conversation on 
social? What are the kind of tactics that uh, brands can maybe adopt? Yeah. So, you know, caveat here again is like every every kind of like campaign or every brand is is going to figure out like their kind of way in, right? And it's always going to be different. It's not going to be the same campaign to campaign, right? But for me, again, like it it really starts with what are you what's your intention? What are you trying to achieve? Who are you trying to speak to? And how you're going to do it, right? Like what and the how. And by the way, this is like traditional marketing 101, but it, it works, right? It's just applying it and really like integrating it with a big idea or an innovative social piece, right? Um, and for me, like fueling that authentic organic conversation really comes with research knowing knowing who you're talking to knowing how how they speak and coming up with ideas that fit into that ecosystem that they already have right you know i can i can give an example of of operation varsity blues again where we created we took a tv spot that was a, a 30 um and normally tv spots have you know, like cards that will like tell the audience, like, this is what this is about, right? And so I took that traditional idea and I cooled it down. I made it very short. I think it was about like 11 seconds. And then I wanted to make it for TikTok because again, like I knew there was an opportunity audience there. And instead of having cards, you know, I had the Siri VO over the AV piece and the footage and I leaned into what the TikTok kind of trend was at that moment, which is the Siri VO essentially like telling you like what is going on in the in the AV piece. And that was intentional, right? Like I was able to do some social listening with Operation Varsity Blues and kind of what people were gravitating towards. I went to TikTok. I looked at the trends of, of the day and like what was going on. And I didn't reinvent the wheel. I, I really leaned into what was working and what the community was already gravitating towards. And I tweaked something that was considered traditional marketing and I made it for the audience. And it worked. It, it definitely like was successful. And I will say like became a career highlight to make the TikTok piece. <laughs> You're listening to the Social Minds podcast with Alexa from Netflix. So far, we've discussed Alexa's approach to marketing key Netflix shows, especially those involving talent, tapping into fandom and taking a creative audience first approach, and the evolution of digital word of mouth. Still to come, Alexa reveals the success she's seen using small or underrated platforms like Tumblr in major talent-driven campaigns, how to ride the wave of a show going viral on Twitter, and what to do when your show resonates with an unexpected audience. What about post-launch then? So you've made up your big campaign, everything goes swimmingly, and then the show comes out, everyone's loving it, and then people flock to Twitter or elsewhere, to be honest, now that we've brought up platforms like Tumblr and Reddit, but the conversation's happening and people are weighing in on what they think about it. How then do you put yourselves into the mix? Like, do you do much to fuel it? And if so, what have you found the best ways to do that um, and really maximise the length of that conversation? 
Yeah. So post-launch, I mean, as you all know, we do do a lot of, you know, strategy thinking way beforehand. But sometimes when something goes out into the world, people are going to take it and make it their own. And so when that happens, I see it as an opportunity, right? I see it as, oh, was there an audience that I may have not been thinking about pre-launch and now that it's launched, they're really gravitating towards it and they're, you know, talking about it. And what's really important here is to be reactive, right? It's to listen to what people are saying and honestly, like take what they're saying and think through, does it make sense to tap in? Is it already like becoming its own thing? Do we need to fuel it? Or do we let it do what it needs to do? And if you go into the route of, yes, let's tap in, let's fuel it, it's about being reactive and being quick, right? It's about going into the conversation and adding to it, not trying to drive it because it's already there, it's already happening, right? So, you know, there is that level of respect that you have for the community that's coming in and and making it their own, you can't be afraid to, to kind of pivot if you need and really just like tap into something. And it may not have been part of your original strategy, let's say, but that's okay. I was going to say it, Alexa, at that point, does strategy go out the window because you've already like planned it, but you're right. Like you can't drive people's reactions to it at that point. You know, is there any point trying to control where it's going or do you just have to join in and and be like, yep, this is the way that we're going. Let's just enjoy the ride. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go out the window, right? Because I think what it does is that it evolves, right? You have a post-launch strategy, but let's say it starts to change, it starts to, to become something else. It just really evolves. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be flexible. You have to be fast. You have to like be open to that. And again, to me, like I see it as an opportunity if there's a new audience that is really gravitating towards um, a film or series. It's like, wonderful. Now I'm going to figure out how I can be involved in this conversation, right? And it's okay to do that. It's okay to, to react with the audience. One thing I'd like to ask you about, Alexa, in terms of different platforms as well, because I know a lot of the time, like you said, it's where the audience lives, but do you find certain platforms are much more equipped for certain tactics and it almost is just a clear picture in your mind, which platform is going to be best for which campaign necessarily? Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about a campaign, because I think audience first, that kind of naturally will go into like, what is the best platform strategy? But, you know, I feel like it really, again, depends on like what you're trying to say, how you're trying to say it and who you're trying to talk to. So I don't have like a favorite platform or like only one platform that I use. I think, again, like it really just depends on the strategy. And in a lot of cases, on one campaign, I use multiple platforms. I can use Twitter for an announce. This is, you know, just an example, but I can use Twitter for an announce, Reddit for, you know, a stunty marketing beat, YouTube for a trailer, right? Because it focuses on AV. And then I can go to Clubhouse post-launch and have an active conversation maybe with talent, right? So I think instead of thinking it as like 
there's this perfect platform. It's really about, wow, there's a plethora of ecosystems here that I can tap into and which lever should I pull when and why? It's really great to tap into all of the platforms, in my opinion. I think you guys did a really amazing use of Tumblr and I would love for you to tell us all about that. That's a great question. So with Tumblr, we worked on, I worked on the Miss Americana campaign uh, with Taylor Swift. Um, And so essentially, when we're thinking about the platform strategy, she has such an amazing community base, the Swifties, right? And so something that may not have been top of mind or natural, right, to think about is she has a great Tumblr that she's active on and her partners are are active on and her fans are there. And it's, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like you can have, again, the announce go out on Twitter, you can have the trailer on YouTube, and then let's also make creative and pieces that work on Tumblr because there's there's a fan base there. And so it, it might not be the first thing that you think about of like, oh, should I make different things for, for different platforms or should I just be like really dedicated to one platform. But in my opinion, I think you have to, you have to be on all the platforms. It just really depends on like where the audience is, right? And be strategic about your platform strategy. And seemingly as well, Alexa, you probably get moments where you pick up audiences that were sort of unexpected or that you weren't expecting in the first time. Can't imagine a case where that wouldn't be a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it's a surprise and delight. Right. Like I think it's a <laughs> it's an opportunity. It's definitely a bonus. And, and, you know, when that does happen, it's again, like I've mentioned earlier, it's really about like, can you pivot quickly? And as well, in terms of like the journey of like audiences, because social is never linear, isn't it? On certain platforms that we know that, especially not on TikTok. I just wondered if you had any tips on how you make the sort of experience or the campaign or anything else relevant to people at all different touch points so that somebody who comes maybe in the post-launch phase understands what's going on. Is it about helping them understand the backstory or is it just serving them in that moment? Yeah, that's actually, that's a great question. So the, the thing is with storytelling, as we all know, is you're going to relate to something that might be different than the person next to you, right? So for me, it's kind of like, when I'm looking at platform strategy and audience strategy and what assets should go where and when, it's not necessarily that you need to know all the backstory, but maybe there's a clip or a moment that I know is going to be hooky enough to get you to say, oh, what is what is this? Mm-hmm. What is this story about? Oh, that was super interesting. And it works as well, Alexa, because I get caught all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily like needing to be super prescriptive of like, this is what the story is about. It's it's really about, again, connecting with people and getting that opportunity to say, 
this is something you're going to like. Yeah, that's so important. I think that's such a big takeaway as well to sort of reiterate that for people is that it's very easy, I guess, on traditional channels to sort of control the cadence and when things happen and the, the sort of journey. But I mean, on social, you can't really go in that linear journey at all, can you? Because people are going to be, like you said, people are going to see different things at different times. Mm, totally, 100%. It seems like a great place to end the discussion on, Alexa. Thank you ever so much for joining us and really, really interesting to hear some of those amazing examples from Netflix that we love and some of the campaign work that we've seen and particularly that focus as well on audiences and really just taking an audience first approach whatever the platform i think as marketers we can sometimes lean into platform first sometimes when yeah it, it does all come down to the audience especially with entertainment so thank you very much for joining us exactly yeah i think think outside of instagram thank you so much for talking to us alexa thank you yes this has been really really great and i appreciate you know you guys having me on Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 